dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Kirsty Logan, this is my co-host Heather Parry. Hi. 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 I'm sad because we're doing a robot Steinbuck. Always a sad time, always uh, a sad day. Yeah, especially this one. So, someone sent us this book. Not that we don't appreciate it. <laughs> I just really have failed to make a note of who sent what. Um, and we've had like quite a few sort of donations now. Um, yeah, I'm not going to make a guess. Uh, thank you, whoever it was. We love you very much. And I should have put a note on it back in November when you gave it to me. We hated the book, <laughs> but we will very much enjoy discussing it yeah. slash slagging it off. So today we're doing Beach Party by R.L. Stein. Oh, and I should say, there's a special <gasps> treat at the end of this episode, which I'm super fucking excited about. Yes. Um, so my lovely friend, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Um, he works in AI. He is not a robot himself, he claims, but he works with AI and he put a load of Robot Stein books into an AI machine. Can I you tell? I know how it works. I love talking about AI. It's <laughs> so good. I'm like your mum trying to use Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and You say it and then I'll translate. So he... Put, he picked up a load of Robot Stein paperbacks and he put them in one end of the machine yep. and the machine went chuk, 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 did something. You remember Bertha? And then it was Bertha. It was Bertha. It was like a big machine in a factory and then out of the other end popped a story. Mm-hmm. A physical story. A physical, like yeah. on a little a bit of paper, on yeah. a little scroll. It's very small. It's on like a sort of little mini scroll. Yeah. And then Aaron read the scroll on the podcast have you seen the um is it called storybot they've got a golden hair that's made yes. by alan troy or canongate it's that it's that <laughs> anyway clearly i don't know what i'm talking about basically we have got a robot stein story written by a robot so to translate <laughs> what i believe has happened is that your kiwi friend whose name is aaron aaron lovely aaron um, he's got the best accent as well he's got a very sexy voice sorry aaron it's, it's a fact. <laughs> he's married <laughs> i'm not i mean i don't actually want to yeah right. and he lives in sweden so you know it's a long way to go yeah <laughs> um i've been thrown now he has <laughs> um got like a machine learning intelligence see you don't know either <laughs> so he's fed a load of um transcripts or like of AI of robot Stein books and then his AI has written its own yes so it's a machine learning algorithm I know the word and it makes about as much sense them. as an actual <laughs> robot Stein book more maybe more sense more I'd say more than um, this so that's coming at the end of the episode so that's something to look forward to you just have to get through us waffling shit for an hour first yeah um I mean they usually do as well so, yeah. uh, I don't know if I've said which book it is it's Beach Party and again, we've done Beach House. Yep. And in fact, if I look through my little file, I'll see which ones we've got that have been called Beach or something to do Even with that. Even several times, each of us went, have oh, we done this one? one? No, this no. <laughs> no, we haven't. We haven't done this one. No. Tell we've, me got, about... we've got the surfer. Oh, yeah, that was it. Beach House. Be- no, Beach House. You're looking yeah, at sorry. it again, like, which one's this? <laughs> yeah, do they just love beaches? Well, 
Yeah. And parties that don't really happen. Yeah, this one doesn't really have a beach. Anyway, we'll get into it. It doesn't really have a beach party. Tell me about the cover. It's not that bad, is it? Well... I mean, it's the most generic fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. What's horror about that? It's ripped. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's a good point. So it's a perfectly straight horizon. Oh, yeah. Blue sky. Little... Oh, do you know why that is? Go on. Earth is flat. <laughs> a little bit of chemtrails as well, though. <laughs> yeah. For the flat earth. <laughs> Conspiracy theory book. Oh, yeah, this book's from 1990, I should have said. 1990, okay. Mm-hmm. So quite early. Um, ooh, so there's, so there's a blanket... Towel. I was like, towel. towel is the word that you're looking for. <laughs> I'm quite tired. Towel on... Um, also, I have three glasses of wine last night. It was a Monday. Ooh. I know. Wine's just delicious. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. I really like red wine. And if I have a little bit, it likes me too. But yeah. if I have more than that, it doesn't like me. My... I always want a third glass, that's, which is the tipping that's point. That's the tipping point. And you don't get drunk, but you feel bad. Like, and you then the next day you feel... I just get really down really after like the next day and i'm like um, is this a hangover i don't know you can't sleep very is well is it just no. being 35 just want potatoes all the time i mean that's life isn't it <laughs> yeah, that's your 30s potatoes. Tired <laughs> yeah. <want> potatoes. <laughs> oh god yeah yep uh so there's a towel on the floor and there's a red and yellow striped umbrella sort of you know offering shade uh, but it's ripped by claws and then there's also which doesn't make sense in the story pervavi i would wear those glasses what did you say? Aviators. Well, oh. I said half the word and then Have stopped. You... I was like, is this a brand name? Havivi? Havivi Um And then they're also broken, which, you know, someone's been shot in the eye. I can take away from that. Also not relevant to the story. No. And the tagline is, some come to party, some come to die. And I think your <sighs> mate Aaron's AI could have written a better one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, the stories coming up at the end is better than this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shall I read the start? Oh, yes, please. I'll see if I can do it with one hand without spilling coffee all over my boobs. Um, someone might be into that. Um, I spilled peppermint tea all over my crotch last night. Oh, no. It's because I was sitting with my back against the radiator with my laptop on my knees, but also wanted the warmth of the tea. I always do that. You've been cold. Have you had a cold vag lately? It's, yeah, my, <laughs> it's always cold. <laughs> David, help me. All right. <laughs> Here is the start of Beach Party. Can I also tell you that I always get shampoo in my eyes? I am like a literal child. Oh. Every time I wash my hair. Why? So my eyelashes don't function. Do you know if you tip your head back? Goes further in. No. I don't really tip my head back. Why don't you tip your head back? Because then you get all water on your face. No. <laughs> you know if you move slightly forward, then the water will be on your hair, but mm. not your face. I don't. I just can't get it. How, how do you function in the world? <laughs> so You're sometimes. a grown woman. It's so ridiculous. I, I don't even know what to say <laughs> to this. I feel like I need an intervention for you and your eyes. <laughs> Wow, have you, how many showers have you had? It must be in the thousands. Yeah, I mean, how many? In the tens of thousands, and you don't know how to not get water in your eyes. It's like I just you lose know if it. you close your eyes. <laughs> then you can't see. Why do you need to see? What are you looking at? How dirty the tiles Why? <laughs> don't look at that. The only reason I need to keep my eyes open in the shower is in case spiders come down the shower head like in the film Arachnophobia. Oh, yeah. Which clearly has haunted me since I was eight years old. <laughs> I've just accepted that I will never learn that when you open the oven it's hot. So I always get a burned face. Mm-hmm. I will never learn how to not get shampoo in my eyes. <laughs> and I will also never learn to like bend down when I'm getting in a car. So, so I've always hit my head. Wow. Mm. This is frightening. 
<laughs> I also, I know you're trying to put off me reading Beach yes, Party. Yes, okay, sorry. It's, go it's ahead. going to happen whether you like it or not, so I'm just going to go ahead with it. I mean, definitely not. It, well, okay. tough. Karen Mandel drove the way she did everything else in life, foot down hard on the gas, full speed ahead, never looked behind. The grey morning haze was lifted. Never look behind. Not never look back. Never look behind. Well, you never look back when you drive. But also, who says never look behind? I'm sorry, that's not no, a phrase. I'm more concerned about the bad driving. Well, like you've never look in your mirrors. Your that's what they're for, anyway. The grey morning haze was lifting and a hot white sun came burning through as Karen squealed around the curve, roared past the line of slow-moving cars and vans and slipped her navy blue Mustang convertible into a narrow space at Lot C in LAX. How are all these that's people a lot of detail. driving fucking convertibles at 16 years old? Before, oh, here we go. We, you knew this was coming. Before climbing out of the car, she stopped to examine herself in the rearview mirror and straightened the blue sleeveless t-shirt she wore over white tennis shorts. I look okay, she thought. Not as pretty as Anne-Marie, but okay. Oh, Annie's in it. I know. I told you we're being fucking trolled by these strange. books. I told you this. I feel weird. We're in all these books. It's fucking weird. Anyway, so of course we have her looking at herself in the mirror, her thinking about how she looks, her thinking about what other women look like, because that's what women think about. That is how they look. women do. Oh, she's also described... Oh, can I also describe her skin? <laughs> what? That's probably the weirdest thing well, you've ever said to me. You'll you'll know why in a minute. Um, is it because she has to put the lotion on it. Here's what she looks like. She, Karen's oval face was framed framed by straight black hair that rested comfortably on her shoulders. She had dark skin. That always looked tan. So um, not actually dark skin. No, just <laughs> white, white person skin dark skin. Okay. This is what I'm saying. She's obviously still white because everybody's white in the entire universe. <laughs> <laughs> This universe, yes. Um, I'm going to read you the little kind of pre-book teaser. And just, what can you tell about this? <clears throat> Will we be teased? <laughs> if only. <laughs> the wave lifted her again, and once again heaved her onto the rock, which now had long needles like a cactus. Needles that pierced her torn wetsuit and pierced her skin. Frantically, she tore at the suit. She had to pull it off. She struggled free of it at last and tossed it onto the churning ocean. She was in her bathing suit now. She looked towards the, towards the beach. She could see her beach umbrella sticking up in the sand. The beach umbrella had been cut to shreds. How did that happen? Who did that? Everything did is a robot twice. write this? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is written twice there. It feels like a robot wrote it. How did that happen? Who did that? Like, it's just filling pages. It's so Frantically, curvy as she well. The suit. She why does she have off? to be in her bathing suit now? <laughs> yeah. We all know why. Is it chartreuse? Oh, wanky wanky. Wanky <laughs> wanky. <laughs> Horrible. It's got a little wanky hanky. Don't. Oh my God. That's literally the worst thing you've ever said. <laughs> I am really upset by that. You know he puts it back no, in. No, no. Peels it apart for his next time. Puts it back in what? His pocket. No! Why has <laughs> he got his trousers on? <laughs> what do you think a fly is for? Oh. He just slips it out into his hanky. Just under his desk. Yeah, while he's writing. Don't. <laughs> it's so horrible. No. Yeah. Anyway, shall we do the book? <sighs> Alright then. It's better <laughs> than talking about robot sign wanking, so okay. <laughs> Things you didn't realise you'd say. There you go. So, Karen Mandel. You've described her. Did you? Yes, you did. Yes, dark skin, <laughs> but not black, obviously. Just white. Oval face, straight black hair. Um, 
will someone have white hair? I bet they were do. Wait, hang on. They were eyes that belonged on a fair-skinned blonde. What's a blue? Just blue. <laughs> Alright. Not all blondes have blue eyes though. No, I know. He doesn't understand characteristics, no. does he? Like like what? So she's got blue eyes and black hair, that is quite striking. Yes. It's very Eastern European actually, because I used to, I have blue eyes and I used to have dyed black hair. Mm. And when I went to Poland a lot of people thought I was Polish. Really? Because that kind of black well, I don't know, maybe I just looked Polish for some reason, but that kind of black <laughs> hair and blue eye and pale skin combination apparently is quite Eastern European. I kinda look French, I've been told. Hmm. I think it's just because I look like a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Are French people all lesbians? Like a slightly pretentious literary lesbian. I'm French. not arguing. <laughs> um, okay, so Karen Mandel, we've got, and she is in LA to visit her friend Anne Marie. No, Anne Marie is visiting her yes. in LA. Yes, okay. Can you tell I couldn't really be bothered with this book? <laughs> so they grew up in LA as best pals um, and then grew a bit jealous of each other. Um, because that's what girls do. Because boys. And then Anne-Marie moved to New York and the friendship kind of warmed up again with distance, which is almost an interesting point, Ooh. but it isn't. Um, Car- it, in the hands of a better writer. It might have been. It might have been. But not here. Um, Karen's parents are divorcing and her mum is dating someone else already. Oh my God, mum. I like the mum's dating. You get it, mum. In this mom. series. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Imagine like, if you've been trapped in a sort of shit marriage for like, how old are these kids? 16 so like 20 years and then you're kind of like freshly divorced and you've mm. thrown off some loser man and then you just get to go and like fuck a load of young men again. I feel great or, or they start fucking women yeah even better even better <laughs> take it from me could I say earlier ban straight men yeah just ban them <laughs> don't really need them <laughs> um so while her mum is dating her dad is blow drying his hair and dating a girl who could be Karen's age. And I almost feel like Robot is self-owning something. <laughs> Owning himself. Does he blow dry his hair? Probably. Oh my God, do you think he got divorced from his wife who he always mentions in the oh, back of his book? Maybe. Divorced from his son, Matt. <laughs> his wife, Jane. Oh, she's still mentioned. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he married someone else called Jane. <laughs> and then just never had to change the thing. Yeah, you just marry someone else with the same name. I bet he blow, does blow dry his hair. He definitely dyes it because it's like black, isn't it? Yeah. He's what, 70? I mean, we're, we're merely asking. Merely asking. Merely asking if he dyes his hair. And dates the girl, girl who could be his daughter. <laughs> who wears saying. a chartreuse bikini. <laughs> On the plus side, he's got an apartment in Venice Beach. Ooh. Pardon Ooh. me. Which uh, must be worth a lot. Which I have to tell you is the only tolerable part of LA. Okay. Have you been? No. Oh, fuck no. Do I look like I've been to LA? Do I look like I have any interest whatsoever in going to LA? <laughs> Do I? I mean, not really. Exactly. Venice Beach, though. Lovely. Okay. Very cool. Um, so, no one goes on the beach because they're afraid of gangs. I'm so excited to talk about the gangs. Is it a racism? Yeah. But also, they're punk gangs. Well, I'm so excited when, when a gang <laughs> do appear. <laughs> a gang of boys. I'm so excited to talk about them. Okay, let's get there. So basically, Anne-Marie and Karen are just going to hang out on Venice Beach without their parents. Oh my God. Can I also mention that they listen to the Beatles and someone really needs to tell Robot Stein that there are other bands <laughs> apart from the Beatles because the literally the only music that's mentioned in his books is the Beatles and I just don't think... Beach Boys? Oh, okay, but wasn't that in the bit that was set in the 50s? 
Yeah, good point. <laughs> I just think the two sort of hot young girls in the 90s would not be listening to Beatles. What would they be listening to? Oh, I don't know, fucking MC Hammer. Black Street. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, of course they would. They'd be listening to... Um, Salt and Pepper. Definitely Salt and Pepper. They would be listening to the exact 90s hip-hop CD that I had <laughs> in 1990. Or Nirvana. Yeah, maybe. No, I think they would be more into like Coolio, to be honest. Coolio, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, what? Oh, Cisco. Cisco. Yeah, that's late. That's 2000s. That's true, yeah. But yeah, imagining this scene, they are definitely playing the thong song in their convertible as they drive along the beach. (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh, no, I know what they're listening to. Miami by Will Smith. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, I... Kind of love that song still. Yeah. Do you know what song I also really love? The song he did for the movie Wild Wild West. What does that go like? It's called Wild Wild West. Uh, wiki Wiki Wild Wild West. <laughs> I do one. remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know why that film has got a giant spider in it? Go on. Because the, I think, producer of that, or maybe even the screenwriter, had made multiple films and had tried to put a giant mechanical spider in every single one of them and it had been taken out every single time and then finally he managed to get and it makes no sense in the story but he was so determined for some reason to get a giant mechanical spider in a film here's the reason he bought one on ebay for a ridiculous (laughs) amount of money and he was trying to prove to his wife that it had some point that it was not a waste of money yeah (laughs) it took him maybe 12 years to get to that point and every day it sat in the garage and every time they had to edge past it to get to the car she would give him the daggers (laughs) Um, anyway now we've mentioned film producers i feel we must at least touch on the fact that harvey weinstein was found guilty yesterday no he was found guilty five weeks ago no yesterday no but by the time this goes out yeah okay i was like what (laughs) but i'm just saying i just want to mention it because i'm very happy about it i think maybe the world would be a better place yes i agree um so to punks (laughs) let's do it uh they wore denim and leather i don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) people do actually wear denim and leather together um uh literally we do just about every day where we wear our jeans and our leather jackets well, yeah, right, good point. So maybe we could join the gang. For me, I was imagining, like, like leather, like, shirts, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know why. You're right, I'm completely Do wrong. Do you know what I watched last night? Right. All the time. There's loads of, like, retro 90s stuff on Amazon Prime. Oh, God. Including Most Haunted. Oh, my God. And we watched, I had never seen it before, and we watched one last night. That's it's, Derek Akora, right? Yeah. He just died. Oh, did he? Yeah, like, a few <gasps> weeks ago. Are there messages from him? Well, From yeah. the other side. It must be. It must be. Mm-hmm. Surely he can find a way to break through. But Yvette Fielding, the host... Oh, my God. She wears almost a full leather outfit. So she wears knee-high leather boots, a, a knee-length leather skirt, and a full floor-length leather coat, not a leather top. Was it, like, mahogany colour as well? No, it was black, very, I think. That's very kind of 90s. It is. I'm sure Buffy mind. wore that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mahogany leather for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Wow. Yeah. You're having a 90s time. Yeah, it was a blast from the past. Uh, so you're right, I am completely incorrect by that point. So I'll start again. Okay. They wore denim and leather like we do every day. Yeah, so um, they look just like regular normal. folk. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Angry looking t-shirt, angry looking t-shirt. That, that was my favourite bit. <laughs> what 
the fuck is an angry looking t-shirt? I want, I, I can't believe there aren't more details. Does what what is a, an angry looking t-shirt? Well, it's got the name of a heavy metal group. How's that angry? on the front. Emblazoned for me means it's done in like diamantes as well. Emblazoned for me means it's done in flames. <laughs> like flame writing. Invisible, even in the dim light. So they were... Neon? Neon. <laughs> The hair was they short. were global hyperecology, whatever they're called. <laughs> Hypo. I've <laughs> done this before that I couldn't remember what this was called. Hyper global change. I don't know what it was. Their hair was short and spiked, frosted the tips, I bet. Yep. Or scraggly. Well, what is it then? One of the two. Down to their shoulders. A couple of them had diamond studs in one ear. <gasps> they all wore the same amused expression. They're trying so hard to look dangerous with diamond studs in their ears. I know. <laughs> They've got good weekend jobs. So these are the least oppressive kind of punks ever. I mean, they're literally... Do you remember Callie Idol from one of the previous books where yeah. it was like he was called Cal, but he was clearly Billy Idol. They yeah. were all Billy Idol. But Billy Idol without any of the kind of like good piercings where it would yeah. be like just a bit of like... What's it called? Safety pin. Yeah. Like they've got like... They're like diamond, they've got like their punks. mum's diamond <laughs> <Yeah>. earrings. <laughs> um, and I just want to also talk about the fact that punks is not a diss in the UK. Maybe it was in the 70s? I don't think it ever was. Like, was you it just get this, a descriptor? It, it, I was just like, why would anyone be afraid of a gang of punks? Like, they're the like, softest people in the world. They're usually really, really like liberal in their politics mm. um but like you'd get it all a lot don't you in american culture you get like oh punk like it's a diss so i started thinking like is that because punk culture in the uk had like are you okay i forgot my hanky and i've got a runny nose now <laughs> just started just staring behind I'm you i'm like what is there a hanky here no i'll just have to sniffle okay well you can borrow his wanky hanky if you want oh, i would rather be made of snot i bet that smells like semen <laughs> Anyway, I am now 10% more gay. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe even 20%. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my vagina has just grown over. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, punk culture in the UK had like big crossover with like Jamaican British culture, like via Scar and Reggae and like the anti racist movement. So, I think people here just see punks as kind of nice people. Um, like, they might spit and say cunt on the telly, but... I don't know about at the time. I wasn't around. I don't think anyone's ever seen I don't know. I mean, grandmas, maybe. Where they were like, oh, he's got spiky hair. I don't know. I think some... But was there not a bit of... Not everyone, obviously, but wasn't there a bit of crossover with, like, neo-Nazi kind of stuff? Isn't that more skinheads? Yeah, but, but isn't there also taken... crossover there? Maybe. You're just thinking of This Is England, aren't you? I haven't seen This Is England. You haven't seen This Is England? No. Oh, mate. You should. I watch that. You watch Home Alone. <laughs> Our <laughs> cultural exchange. Um, the cultural exchange exchange was bound. I think also, <laughs> I like think I think punk and I think anti-capitalist. So I think that's why the diamond earring threw me. Because I was like, yeah. you wouldn't wear a diamond well, earring. Well, they're not going to be actual punks, are they? They're going to be punks the way that I was a goth. Like, not really. Just like a teenage version of it. Pop punk. Yeah. Yeah. But not even, it no. seems. Anyway, so they're scared of the punks. <laughs> they're angry looking t-shirts. But some skaters show up. I just imagine like an angry face drawn on them. Oh God. Um, just it says, no. <laughs> I'm angry. Or like yes. a slash. Mm-hmm. Um, so but yeah. not slash from Guns N' Roses. 
Because oh, that's no, not I bet punk. It would be slam. That's not punk. That's but, metal. Yeah, but heavy metal groups are on the shows. Oh. He doesn't. He's mixing genres. I bet heavy metal fans don't absolutely don't consider Guns N' Roses. No, no, of course no. not. No. I used to run a club. No, no. <laughs> I used to run a nightclub, and we would have like proper death metal kind of like mini day festivals on in the club, and they would have things like. Yeah, you know, names like divorce abortion and things like that. And nice. they would just be the nicest, softest, gentlest boys you'd ever met in your entire life. But so that's sweet. the same as writers, right? Horror and crime writers are the loveliest people. The people who write really, really dark, violent, confronting fiction tend to be the absolute kindest, loveliest people. And mm, actually, I was going to say romance, but actually the romance writers I know are also really lovely. Mm. But I won't even hint at a name but a few of the sort of commercial women's fiction writers that I've met are terrifying. Cutthroat. Not nasty, but cutthroat. Mm. Very, they take themselves very seriously. They take their careers incredibly seriously and wow. they will murder you and step over your body Ooh. to get ahead. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Which I don't think horror and genre writers are like that. No. I mean, there must be some dicks. Oh, yeah. Always. But, yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. Can't swing a dick without hitting the dick. Yep. Um, Except in this room. No dicks <laughs> yeah. in this room. Well. Well. I'm sure there are. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> oh! We are oh. in my bedroom. <laughs> so some skater boys um, save them from the punks. Uh, Jerry and Marty. Least skateboarder names in history. Uh, but Marty. Karen, you can't be afraid of a guy called Marty. Marty. He's just Marty McFly, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, so not really skaters either. But anyway, Karen fancies the dickheadiest punk guy, Vince. Yeah. <laughs> Lol. Vince. Vince the punk. <sighs> <laughs> um, there's a weird bit of fat phobia around Marty. Of course there is. Yeah, of course it's Robot Stein. She says that he looks like a fat little squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think sounds adorable. That does sound cute. Does, does that mean he's got red hair then? Little red squirrel. Maybe. I know people who've got like squirrely faces, like mm. where it's just like really big cheeks and beautiful big eyes and they mm-hmm. just look great. Like I don't know why you'd have used that as a diss. Um, mm. But anyway, they've got, so she of course fancies the dickhead dangerous guy because that's what women do in Robot Stein's world. He's actually the fucking worst. And then these nice guys who showed up to help them have girlfriends that hate the girls now because of course that is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Anne-Marie and Karen kind of fancy these guys. Their girlfriends are called Renee and Stephanie. Just keeping it all in your head there. There's not much point to it, but um, <laughs> Renee threatens... These characters aren't interesting or relevant, but, you know, just to keep you up to speed on it. Renee threatens Karen and tells her to stay away from Jerry. Um, but her, can we talk about her relationship with Jerry? Yeah. They hate each other. I've written in all caps here. Karen doesn't even like Jerry. No. This whole book is... Telling her to stay away from Jerry. She doesn't even fucking like him. But also, his girlfriend and, and him hate each other. Well, it's horrible. that too. Um, Karen doesn't like him, but his girlfriend also doesn't like him. Yeah. I just, I've <sighs> not made a note of where the shit stuff is, so that's why I'm quickly rifling through the book. But they're just kind of like, I feel like if you're a teenager, don't be with someone you don't like. Do you know I what mean, I mean? You've There's... got so much time to bang, like, whoever you want. Or don't even bang them. Just go on nice times with them yeah have just a lovely date with them and then back them. i mean if you want to <laughs> but yeah just like they hate each other why you're not trapped into anything you're not married you don't have kids you don't have like financial commitments to each other why would you just hang around with someone who you hate don't know i mean i don't want to do that now 
<laughs> this is how I know I'm old now, because a few times lately I've seen films or read books that it's clearly meant for a younger audience than me, which is most people. And it really annoys me because they sacrifice what I consider to be important things for love. And I'm like, oh my God, you are 20. <laughs> you are going to break up with that person in a year. What are you doing? What are you doing? And you're going to really... Like, I watched a film recently and her big choice was between... It was like a parallel universe thing. In one universe, her mother was still alive, but she didn't get to be with this guy that she fancied. But in the other universe, her mum was dead, but she got to be with the guy that she fancied. And I was like, how is this even a fucking choice? You have one mother and you're going to go out with as many basic dudes as you want in your life. Mm. And of course she picked the guy and I was like, no, no. you are 20. What are you doing? Ugh. So that's how I know I'm old. I, the one that gets me is when they have a chance to go to an amazing university and they just go to a shit one because that's where their partner's going. Worst like, decision. We've been together since I was 15. Oh, well, that was like two and a half years ago. So fucking go somewhere else. You can make it work if you really want to. I would suggest not. I would suggest you're probably going to meet someone better because you probably... Went to high school in a tiny shitty town that had about five guys in it. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be so much dick for you to choose from. I remember my boyfriend, I had a boyfriend from 15 to 17. And he was like, yeah, we'll go to the same university. And I just straight up said, I'm not going to be with you when I go to university. Oh, nice. Like, That's crazy. Nice. Like, we're, we're children. I didn't, I'm sure to say we're children. Anyway, so, like, here's a little bit of um, Renee and uh, her boyfriend talking. What do you mean you're bored? Bored, B O R E D. Do I have to spell I wish it out he said for you? B O A R D. You just did. Being sarcastic doesn't help, Jerry. Being sarcastic is really boring. Look, Renee, I just don't want to start with you. You you should not be in a relationship where they you get to great. say, I don't want to start with you. Like, that's that's ten years of tedium. Do you think out. Robot Stone is going through some marital discord? <laughs> During the writing of this, during the 10 minutes it took him to write this book. But his wanky hanky was getting a lot of So anxious. why are you obsessed with a wanky hanky? It's really upsetting. Stop it, it's so horrible. <laughs> I feel sick. <laughs> okay, so there's also a little bit of um, domestic violence as she great. tries to hurt him, which is great. This is brilliant. <sighs> we learned such good lessons from these books as it's, teenagers, it's didn't we? It's really amazing that we made it through. Um, so then Renee, who's been kind of a bitch to Karen, takes her out snorkeling, um, and Karen goes near rocks and almost drowns. Um, but she actually mm. almost does die. Yeah. And Jerry saves her life, like proper, like has to do CPR, which I think is maybe the first time in the point horror. I have not been making notes on okay. occurrences of CPR. Should I have been? You should have, but <laughs> I... Like, it's quite difficult when you do CPR on someone. As in, like, you mm. almost break their ribs. But then Karen is just immediately fine afterwards yeah, and just gets up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Like, you don't do a little bit of research, robot. Like a tiny... They didn't tiny have the internet bit. in them days. Yeah, true. They would have had to go to the library or something. Or ask what? a human person. No. 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 How shall a robot communicate with a human? <laughs> the eternal question. <laughs> um, and then she gets a phone call telling her to stay away from Jerry. Familiar, very boring kind of story. I just hate it. And also, we've seen this so many times that it's obvious that it means it in the other way of stay away from him. Yeah. Isn't <sighs> it's not... so obvious. Yeah. yeah. Sigh. Um, in a very unusual thing I could actually relate to in a robot Steinbook. What? Um, they have a glass of milk and some ice cream after being in the sea. And that really made me, like really miss being on a beach in Sydney having gone surfing and then got a slice of banana bread and a flat white 
because you really you were really salty and you needed something really sweet and fatty mm. and just also you were really tired but that's so the robot took me to a place there that's the hipster version you didn't have ice cream and a glass of milk that's a weird combination <laughs> really that's like when people have a carb and a carb together i don't like that you know like people have like a macaroni pie I don't get that. It's a carb plus a carb. And to me, that's dairy plus a dairy. That well, you, doesn't go. You can have dairy plus a dairy. Yeah, when? How like would that be ice nice? Ice cream and cake. But cake isn't a dairy. It's got, well, what is it then? Well, it's not just a dairy. You wouldn't have, like, <laughs> ice cream and cream. Would you not? No, well, I If you put cream could, on top of ice cream, it forms a sort of impenetrable shell. The only time it's <laughs> acceptable is if you're in Iceland and you have skier and you put a bit of skier cream on it. Then it's okay. You've got some very strange rules. I understand about the macaroni <laughs> pie because it's just it's just carb and carb. There's nothing yeah, going get on that. there. Apart from when you're drunk and you obviously need the carbs. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that is absolutely fine. Glass of, so what are you allowed to drink while you're having... I mean, you can have whatever you want. Can you not have ice cream and coffee? Like a milky coffee? I mean, I wouldn't personally. Really? I just don't think that's very nice. <laughs> Too, I don't like milky coffee anyway. You always get a flat white. No. Don't you? No. What are you drinking right now? Black coffee. Yeah, but that's new. You always get a flat white. Yeah, well, but a flat white isn't isn't very milky, though. Of course, it's milky. It's like half milk. But it's very small. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> ever have, like, a latte. It's a small amount of milk. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's less milky. Yes, it does. <laughs> You're saying the amount of milk... Anyway, let's not get into it. Also, the proportion of milk to coffee is much smaller. Than than in another type of coffee, like a cappuccino or a latte. Okay. If you've, you've made coffee, you've worked yeah. in a coffee shop. Yes. Yes. So to make a flat white, it's a much, like, I don't know what way ratios work. There's a lot less milk compared to how much espresso there is mm -hmm. than if you were going to make, say, a latte, which is just a very small amount of espresso and a lot of milk. But not compared to, say, a black coffee? Well, no, because that has no milk. <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying i'm just saying that if you're drinking a flat white with an ice cream that's still two milky things yeah and i that if you want to do that i'm not gonna fucking arrest you i'm just saying that, that doesn't sound very nice to me that's i, I yeah that's just weird i think i, I would don't drink think that sounds nice milk <laughs> fair enough yeah. two things that are the same thing or a similar thing <laughs> i want two different things I don't want the two the same thing. No, and then not I want a variety because I'm a bisexual and we like variety. <laughs> That's the key. Apparently, all I want is cream, so you can take from that what you will. Um, I don't know why I even say that. I'm the worst fucking bi of all time. You really are. Yeah, it's because um, boys just aren't that appealing. I, it's not my fault. Straight men aren't appealing. Well, yeah, that's true. Okay. Um. So anyway, speaking anyway. of straight men, Cameron runs into her ex. Um, who won't let her get away. This book is just so full of shit relationships. That's why I keep like, trying to distract you. It's just yeah, <laughs> about about arguing about food stuffs and coffee. Um, what's that podcast you're listening to? I don't know anymore. They just argue to be about, about sort of minutiae of no. life. <laughs> God, we're turning into Seinfeld. <laughs> I'll come in one day and say that someone like took my parking spot and then that'll be the whole next hour. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. As if I've got a car. So anyway, uh, what did you call it the other day? A parking spot? You made up a some pog. No, it is no. Do you want me to ring my dad because he will say it? <laughs> Not get my dad. Pog is those little discs with pictures on that you flip. Not if you're James Andrew Parry. Well, I'm not so. <laughs> Maybe we can only park our cars where there's a pog in the yes, pog. Yes, that's the rule. Which is where the name come from. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, so she's having a bit of a stushy with her ex who's being a dick and then Vince the bad punk <laughs> shows up on a motorbike um, and she just gets on. I'm troubled by this whole scene. This is basically man saves woman the book. Like the women can't deal with anything themselves ever. Also, does he save her? It gets, it's so terrible. This whole scene is very upsetting, I think. Go on. Do you because know where it is? No. <laughs> I also did not mark it in the book. Wait, let me see. What does it say in my notes? I have got some stuff about him. I've got some quotes about him, how troubling Jerry is. Go on. Oh, Jerry. Jerry the skater. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Jerry and Vince, actually, are both yeah. troubling. Yes. They both. She has very unhealthy relationships with both of them. Go on. Oh, do you want me to do it now? If it was going to be in the sexy sociopath section. Oh, sexy sociopath. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm organised. I've got sections. <laughs> there are... So it's just shit women in this, but I just want to flag up this queer icon. It, <clears throat> is it Dolly? <laughs> it's not, unfortunately. A woman dressed in a grey suit walking a giant Rottweiler. <gasps> she sneers at Vince and gives him a dirty look. The big sad-faced dog sniffed at the motorcycle. The woman tugged its leash and pulled it away. It's a cameo, but she is a queer icon. She can, she's dressed in a suit, she's got a massive vicious dog, and she thinks men are shit. Who are you? Call me. <laughs> <laughs> Call you, Let's nameless woman. Call me, woman book. in robot Stein book. Let's hang out. <laughs> um, so yeah. I'll really... bring the black coffee, or you can have dairy if you want. <laughs> You're I won't allowed. judge you, you can have double dairy, I don't mind. You can wear double denim, you can have double dairy. I don't care. See, double denim is a line I will not cross. No. Really? Nope. Double denim's okay. Triple denim. <laughs> That's the line. That's the Justin and Brittany line, yes. we call it. Mm -hmm. The Justin and Brittany fault line. Yep. <laughs> no one can go over it. <laughs> I was like, just, is it Justin or is it Julian? And that's because of the fucking book we recorded oh, the other yeah, day. Yeah. So, Jerry invites Karen to a party on Malibu Beach um, and they make out, which to be fair, that is quite shit for Renee, mm -hmm. even though she was being a bitch before. And Renee sees them. Don't, yeah, don't cop off with other people's boyfriends. No. You don't off. need to. Yeah. <laughs> I feel quite strongly you just don't. You just don't need to. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of folk in the world. Unless you're all, like, polyamorous, in which well, case I mean, yeah, fine. that's fine. But they're not. No. Um, but, so, Renee does say that Jerry needs special care, though. They weren't kink. Kink. Kinky. <laughs> I'm like, what is he into? Mm, that man likes I'm going to say on. nappies. <laughs> this is fine for me, but the nappies. Really? Just no. I would I rather can't. someone pissed into a nappy than just pissed. I was going to say into the air. Just, like, <laughs> just into the world. Into <laughs> the world. Like pissing from another dimension. It just comes out. <laughs> Uh, well, no, his special care, maybe it would be pissed because he saw his brother, <laughs> he saw his brother drown and couldn't save him. What's that got to do with piss? Water, then it becomes a taboo, I don't know. Uh, look, I am not a sexual psychologist, okay. although I should be. I think I'd be very good at it, actually. Um, Can you hear that beeping? They're coming for you. Oh, God. It's like you're a police alarm. That's my police alarm. <laughs> yeah, time. Um, I've written lol page 105 here, so I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh oh what has happened oh yeah okay why so, are you lolling at this page <laughs> so Anne-Marie and Karen after this party where she's uh, been warned off the piss fetish man um, she goes to her bed <clears throat> she turned out the lamp on 
the bed table and slid into bed. The bed table? The bed table, that's what it says. The bed table? <laughs> that's what the word says. The bed table? Yes. What the fuck is a bed table? Like a bedside table, I guess. It doesn't say that. It says bed table. The bed table. Just why cut out the middle word? <laughs> Um, whatever it was in bed... Just shorten all your words. (laughs) Whatever it was in bed with her was cold and very wet and very slimy. It's a... Don't. Anyway. Don't. Karen screamed. You would. struggled to get out. (laughs) But the wet slime stuck to her arms and back and the back of her neck. Um, so, I mean, obviously you didn't have an option to use a different word than back there. (laughs) Um, fine. Well... She screamed again and lurched out of bed. Banging her knee on the bed table. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) So slimy. So cold. (laughs) All down her back. She nearly knocked over the lamp, struggling to turn it on. Finally, the light clicked on. And she saw that her bed was filled with jellyfish. Oh. (laughs) Well. What can you say? Well. Well. I mean, just where, where do you go from here? The two girls stayed up all night. It took a long time to scoop the disgusting jellyfish into a wastebasket, dump them into the garbage outside, and remove the bed linens. Is there no chance that they could have been alive? How long does a jellyfish have before it dies? I mean, they're, they're dead. You reckon? Yeah. Still, just chucking the bin seems a bit fucking Yeah. Harsh. Also, why are they picking them up one by one? Just pull the whole sheet up. Yeah. Also, if it takes them that long, how do they get them in there in the first place? Yeah. Who, did they have a wheelbarrow? Who, who did it? It's almost like he doesn't think about the logistics of the he things doesn't. he does. But I just, what the fucking, what's wrong with you, Robot Stein? I mean, that's a, that's a question for the ages. <laughs> that's was a he, bigger question than we're capable of answering. Do you think he was trying to do a, a sea-based godfather thing? Like with the horse's head in the bed and just went for jellyfish instead? The thing is, in the hands of a better writer, <laughs> could it could have been, been okay. But also, no. who doesn't look before they get in bed? Yeah, I think I definitely look. I look. Sometimes since... I still run from the turning the light off and go. Oh, <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> Are you sure you're a grown up? <laughs> Very much no. <laughs> but I think because when I was a kid, I saw a film where a character whips back the bed cover and there's like bugs in the mm. bed. Like, I think they're cockroaches or Ugh. beetles or something. And so ever since then, I have to like look. I don't sort of whip the cover back, but I just lift it up and have a look before I get in. Just check. Just check There could be snakes lower down. There could be. Yeah. Hasn't happened yet. (laughs) I'm just saying. Everyone needs to be aware. Don't know if Glasgow is a hotbed of snakes, but you never know. (laughs) We had a snake in our garage when I was in Yorkshire. And what did you say about it? (laughs) It's my snake. That's my snake. My snake. (laughs) That's my (laughs) favourite. That and the personal cake. Oh my God. (laughs) Why were you so horrible? I just was just allowed these things as well. I don't know why. Um, anyway. I thought I was a horrible child until <laughs> I learned of you. I don't know if I was that horrible until I was a teenager. I mean, I I a the personal cake little. is not a great sign. I was sharing the other cake with everyone I but knew. that's how cake that's works. That's kind. That's how cake works. I was just such a little piggly girl. <laughs> I needed to have the amount of cake that would sate me. I too am a piggly girl, but I also share my cake. <laughs> I share it now. Okay. You do. You do. I would love a personal cake for my birthday. And yes, I don't get one. David, are you listening? <sighs> so she goes to accuse Renee about being the jellyfish fiend, uh, but Renee is dead. 
You are the jellyfish fiend. You picked jellyfish out of the sea and put them into my bed. Why, for reasons why we would she? Because she needs him to get away. She needs her to get away from her boyfriend. But how is that going to do that? Because what's the end game here? <laughs> Does no one think anything through? He doesn't. It's no. Robert Stein. Well, no. So Renee's dead. Um, yeah, and here's some horrible More like stuff. More like Renault. Oh, Hugh, this is horrible. <laughs> I don't know if that was aimed at me or Robot Stein. She and your boyfriend were... Um, he's not my boyfriend, Karen said, flustered. She knew she would sound like a ten-year-old. Why did Vince always make her feel so weird? She was afraid of him, and she was attracted to him at the same time. No! No. 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 Put the whole book in the bin. No, Robot. What is wrong with you? It gets worse. I've got notes. Oh, Okay. So I'm going to skip through the rest of the rubbish plot. I've got receipts, Robot Stein. There's no escape. <laughs> We're running out of time, so I'm going to skip through some things. There's hydrochloric acid in the suntan cream. <laughs> so she gets burns all over. What difficult okay. thing to put in a difficult container. I know. Like what? Like how? Surely just none of that would be a the A little case? syringe, I guess you would need. Um, yeah, maybe. Okay, and here's the thing. Jerry's not Jerry. He's Todd. So, in yet another terrible treatment of mental health by the Point Horror writer, Jerry has kind of lost it and thinks he's his brother who drowned. So he takes um, Karen out to the sea and basically tries to drown her, I believe. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's, she can't really swim because her shoulder's bad and... He's speaking as if he's his dead brother. Like, ever since I drowned, Jerry's not quite been the same. Know what I mean? It was Jerry's fault that I drowned. So what we've got here is a teenager with kind of complex PTSD and uh, Robot Stein has just made him into a monster. Of course he has. Which is cool. Thanks, Robot Stein. Mm. Thanks, I hate oh, it. Oh, and then guess which dude she goes off with? Horrible Vince. Oh, that's of. great. I'm so glad. <sighs> Why? Again, in the hands of a better writer, this would be about a teenage girl, which I feel like sometimes Robot Stein tries to do, and I think he did it surprisingly all right in The Snowman. Or did we just like The Snowman? It was just weird, man. Maybe that's why we liked it. But I feel like he always writes these teenage girls that are attracted to men that will hurt them. Yes. Like physically hurt them. Yep. Which is troubling and something worth exploring. And they always end up with the people who are like stalking them or treating them physically very badly. Yeah, and that is a tendency that I'm personally really fascinated by, like women who want to marry convicts, like, I mean, people who are currently in prison rather mm. than like someone who has done their time and them. gone. Exactly, mm. so interesting. And like, I learned like, don't look this up. I strongly advise that you do not look this up. But there are mood boards for the Columbine um, school shooters. Oh, no, thank you. Where there's literally that. It's like on Pinterest. They'll do like a mood board or like a soundtrack. What they might have listened to. And I find it so intriguing. Like, what is it? I mean, having been a teenage girl who was like sort of self-destructive and attracted to things that would be bad for them. Like, what is that? Mm. What is this like death instinct in teenage girls? Yeah. I'm not trying to make light of it. Like, it's fucking there. Yeah. Like, what is that? But I don't think that's what he's writing about. No, fuck no. <laughs> he's no idea. Because he's a moron. Of course yeah. he's not. He's not doing this in any depth whatsoever. I'm just saying, in the hands of a better writer. Yeah. There could have been something there. Here's what I think is wrong with those girls. I think they read these books growing up. Fuck. 
I would love to see if there was the same thing in like the 80s. I for think For women so. who'd grown up reading books in the 70s. I think so because vampires have yeah, long true. been a th- I don't know. It's true. intriguing. I'm interested in it. Um, yeah, this book's a piece of shit. Yep. Thank what have you got? Thank you. Okay, I've got no stupid names. Okay, American things. Do you know what is making a reappearance in this book? Heath Bar Crunch ice cream. <laughs> oh Do you remember that was in another one and we were like, what the fuck is what Heath is Bar it? Crunch? So I decided to look it up. Go on. Wikipedia makes it sound delicious. Oh, as good as a golden gay time. Tell me, if, mm, tell me if you would like to eat this. Shaped as a thin, hard slab with a milk chocolate coating, a small squarish bar weighing one ounce. <laughs> mm, mm. Delicious. <laughs> so now we know what Heath Bar Crunch is, I guess. <laughs> Can I tell you what a golden gay time is? Go on. Do you know a golden gay I time? I mean, is this going to be personal information? It's <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's into. He wants a golden gay time. Um, it's a popular ice cream snack made and distributed by the Streets Confectionery Company in Australia. It's a toffee and vanilla ice cream topped in compound chocolate. And wrapped <gasps> What's in, compound I chocolate? No, I don't know. And wrapped in honeycomb biscuits on a wooden paddle pop stick. Would eat. Yeah, they are very good. That sounds nice. And also then you just get to say, can I have a gay time? And yeah. And everyone wants And everybody wants a gay time. Yeah. Especially a golden gay time. <laughs> Especially in Lovely. <laughs> um, I need to talk to you about the fashion in this book. Okay. Can we, I do my... We Paris... need to have a serious conversation. Oh yeah, you should do Paris favourite line first. <clears throat> if I want a thrill ride, I'll go to Space Mountain. Why do you like that? <laughs> it, I don't know, that's so funny. <laughs> do you just randomly pick a line? Also, it is quite good. Yeah, okay. Space Mountain. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Does it give you a thrill ride? It's all inside. So you just feel like you're going to hit all the other rails, which is quite oh. scary, and it's quite dark. If I'm thinking about the right one. If I'm not thinking He's of the right thinking one. He's just thinking of a roller coaster. Just let me know. I think I've been on Space Mountain. It was a long time ago. Okay. Like 20 years. Rosie's upset by that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the fashion. I can't believe you just accused me of just picking a line. These selections for Parry's favourite line are very intensive. Okay, I, I, have I know. I vet some. You do a top tens. <laughs> And then you break it down, you test them all out loud, run them by David, you skywrite them. I do, saying. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, so here's the fashion conversation. So, Renee wears a pale green Esprit sweater. Do you remember them? Isn't it Esprit? Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume that's how he says it. Okay. But no, you're probably right. I'm still going to say it Esprit. Esprit, Just for fun. Fine. She also wears the following, quote, a long pearl white headband, which I'm like, long which way? Like it goes down. Like, like yeah. it goes down the sides of her face. Or does it mean like... It's a ribbon. It's long, like it covers a lot of her hair, like a wimple. Well, that's one. <laughs> wimple is the funniest word. How is it a lot? How is it a lot? Or as opposed to like, what does he think a regular hairband is? What's a short... So does he think a normal headband doesn't go behind your ears? It just kind of perches on the top of your head? Or I'm intrigued by this. A long he, headband. I don't want to ask anyone about anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, later, Karen wears a purple Esprit sweater. <laughs> is is that the sponsor <laughs> of this book? Sometimes it's Coke. Sometimes it's Esprit. It's Esprit this time. Maybe it'll be... Um, Oh, who did all the jumpers that we all wore? As Global hyperchange. No, color. it was like <laughs> I the never remember it. Sweatshop or United Colors of Benetton. Oh yeah, oh, it was well, the one everyone had at my school. You're quite fancy. 
I did go to an academy. We didn't. <laughs> it was a comp. It was it was a comp, but I don't know. They just gave it a fancy name. Like it was still just state school. I don't as know why was, they called it that. As was changed into a sports college in that they just paved over a bit of the grass and made tennis courts instead. Nice. Quite good at tennis. No, I'm then not you've all got the sports jumpers already. So fair enough. That's good. There's more. It gets better. Jerry wears the following. Create a mental picture. Tie-dyed jean cutoffs and a black and white striped crew neck sweater. He's clearly a fashion icon because later he also wears a shiny blue sleeveless t-shirt. Wow. Shiny blue. Sleeveless t-shirt. Sleeveless t- well, a vest, I guess. So, yeah, all right. Shiny blue. You can't, um, if you're wearing tie-dye denim shorts, you can't wear anything else of any pattern or colour. You have to wear a white shirt. B- black and white stripes he wore. So he was dressed like a referee. Uh, a gay yeah. referee. A referee who's been dunked a in gay hippie from the referee <laughs> is okay. what, we, what we've got here. We also have... Have you got Karen's Ultimate 90s? Go on. This this sounds amazing. She wears a short pink skirt over black bicycle tights and a white midriff top, which made me immediately think of Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah. She definitely wore that. I've got one where she wears cutoffs and a light wool poncho. Oh. And I would wear. A light wool poncho? Oh, yes. Oh. You know what I mean? It's like a... I, th- I can see it. I can see it. I'm just saying. I would wear. Wow. You know me. I like a clinging bottom half and a big baggy top half. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my thing. I usually like the opposite, but yes. Um, okay. Queer subtext. <laughs> we have some boys in spandex bicycle shorts rollerblading. I mean, that is the gayest thing in history. Well, it made me think of two bros skating in spandex four feet apart because they're not gay you don't know what i'm talking about do you? what the hell is that the, this video of two guys in a hot tub and they're sitting on opposite sides right. and someone sings a song that goes two bros chilling in a hot tub four feet apart because they're not gay oh, okay so there we go there's my uh <laughs> cultural reference that heather didn't understand and apparently i'm the elderly one <laughs> I don't even know. Don't even know your meme culture. Is it in YouTube? What is Is it? it In YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Is it on the YouTube? All right, (laughs) Mum. Is it in YouTube? Is it a TikTok? Was it twenty years ago? I don't know. Is it on MySpace? Was it on 4chan? (laughs) Oh, Heather. Um, Can we talk nineties things? Can I also say that boys should not wear spandex bicycle shorts? Really, That's that's a lot of meat and veg. You can do what you want. It's just a lot. That. It's just a lot going on. Oh, I've also got some pedo subtext if you want. Oh, um, go on. Um, no, I feel like. Do you want to do your bit first? And I'll build My up to the pedo please. subtext. Okay. Go on. Um, we've got a Sting reference. Yowch. She looks a little like Sting. What? Like skinny British man. Yeah, I <laughs> guess. Cool. I mean, he's clearly meant to be Billy Idol, so let's not pretend he looks like Sting. I mean, Sting did look a bit like Billy Idol. Have you not seen Sting in June? In what? June. Dune. In the month of June. Dune. No, I have not seen Dune. <laughs> Should I see Dune? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Okay. It's wild. Um, her ex sells Motley Crew t-shirts. Oh, of course. On Venice Beach, which is so nice. Uh, and we also get the. Do you think nowadays Motley Crew themselves are selling Motley Crew t-shirts on Venice Beach? Have you Venice ever read Beach? their book? No. Oh, mate, it's kind of worth it because it's so sounds depressing. Extreme, like. Yeah. They, there's one thing I just can't forget about like they were in, they're all in a hot tub with one of their girlfriends and she gave him a blowjob and then he, they, he just made her do everyone else as well in a hot tub Yuck. as well so you'd be That's like so unhygienic you, also you'd be getting like 
water in your eyes and it's got like the shit in it that's not good for your eyes and then you'd be getting cum in your eyes and that's not good for them either and then and also you'd be having to suck Motley Crue's oh, filthy dicks as well I bet they are so cheesy and you just know so she was like some stunning like playboy yeah. model or something or like do you know what I mean like just an unbelievably good looking and sweet woman and then she was with the, following around these Cunts. <laughs> I said cunts twice. <laughs> um, I hope we've put the explicit tag on this podcast. I've literally just occurred to me after 60-something episodes. I'm like, did I put the explicit tag on I this? I don't think we did. Oh, well. Um, anyway, we've got the phrase, how did people... Don't let your kids listen. <laughs> the end. How did people communicate before fridge magnets? I mean... That's really 90s. That is. That's how I feel about WhatsApp. Did people communicate with fridge magnets? I don't believe I've ever communicated with fridge magnets. I think before fridge magnets, it was semaphore. And then before semaphore, it was Morse code. Smoke signals. Yep, that was it. Okay. Ready for my pedo subtext? Oh, never. He reached over and started to rub suntan lotion onto her shoulders. Her pink skin felt soft and tender like a baby's skin. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a little excitement either, he said softly. But how old is it? Oh, I get now. I get what you're saying. Like, he's like a baby, a baby skin. Mm. And he's like, oh, it's just like a baby skin. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I don't like no, it. No, thank you. Don't like it. Mm. No. But people do say baby soft. I guess. But that is also gross. It's. I guess it's just because I know Robot Stein wrote it. So I think we're in agreement that it's bad. Yeah. Um, and there's never any real threat apart from the jellyfish thing. It's not really threatening. It's not really it? anything to do with the party. Yeah. It's a boy who's brother drowned. Yeah. And that's oh, sad. can I do my sexy sociopath? Oh, you can. So Vince, he is rude and sneering and basically just an absolute shithead. And she thinks, all of that shyness, that bitterness, the quiet anger, it was kind of sexy. Mm, yikes. No. Fucking yikes. No. And also... They're both terrible because Jerry kisses her so hard that she tastes blood and she says, it was nice. What's wrong with Robot? What's wrong with him? <sighs> Why? Not happy about it. I mean, not like, I get it. it. I liked a bad boy. I liked a boy that wasn't very good for me, but not that I would have blood in my mouth. What was he doing? Biting her lips? I don't know. How did that occur? I don't know. Unless she's got a really sharp, maybe she's got braces. Well, maybe, but that's uncomfortable. Still. Anyway, um, Death Toll is Jerry. Mm. Yeah, mm. should be all of them. Is it good and though? the jellyfish? Oh yeah. I'm going to say that's maybe eight jellyfish. Worth Robot Stein loves murdering animals in books. Look, I'm not saying he should be on some sort of list. <laughs> I'm merely asking, asking if someone's should looked he? into it. Merely asking, is there a list that might be suitable? <sighs> Where I mean, there must there are about eight lists I can think of to put okay. him on, but never mind. Is it good though? Um, no, it's really bad. Yeah. It's One, not his worst. I mean, that's He's a... done worse. I'm going to have to say two because he's done worse. Oh, God, all right. I kind of like the setting. I mean, yeah, Venice Beach is very cool. I mean, and if I read that as a kid, I would be like, oh, LA, that's so glamorous. They're driving a convertible, despite being... That's so cool. Definitely not old enough to be behind the wheel of a car. Yep. Um, um, is it good, bad? No. Not really. I mean, the jellyfish bit is the weirdest bit. The two, mental health stuff is fucking awful. It is. And the... He hurts you because he loves you. Oh, it's so bad. Two? Yeah. Two and two. Yeah. Oh, but now you get your treat. Oh, yeah. Okay. You've done your meat and vegetables, which is us. And now you get your <laughs> Excuse dessert. me, I refuse to be a meat and two veg. <laughs> I'll be the meat. You can be the veg. Okay. <laughs> now you get the treat. 
I've lovely Aaron with his sexy Kiwi voice reading you a Robot Stein story. Okay, <gasps> go. Please note, um, these don't make any sense. This is not going to revolutionize the world as, as a system. But from an artificial intelligence point of view, these are actually kind of amazing, but also <laughs> really bad. Um, anyway, um, I will try not to go on for too long. I could read these. I've got like 500 samples of them. If you want, I can send them to you. Some of them are completely random. Um, and I can explain a little bit about how it works as to why it's doing some of the stuff it's doing. Um, but anyway, you don't care about that. You just want to hear an AI try and replicate Robot Stein. So let's begin. I wanted to leap out of my skin and pounce on my cousin. I felt really bad. Really, because she had to hear that my dad wasn't a teacher anymore. She was a pretty big girl. She didn't look like someone who made a living listening to their two kids in their basement. She looked so chubby. She even had a belly button that people thought was visible. Aunt Marta kept repeating that my dad worked for the government. She made the big promise to me again. He's our secret weapon, she had told me. Our most dangerous weapon. Oh no, I cried desperately, staring down at my cousin. Do we have any time? Her forehead wrinkled and her mouth dropped open. Don't worry about me, Ginger, she said. I won't tell. What have you got there, I asked, turning to the shelf of chocolates under the desk. I picked up two chocolate-covered almonds. She had a big box of cream cheese between her hands, too. She shoved it at me and pulled a box of pretzels from the shelf. I have chocolate pudding for you, she said. She set the dessert box down on the desk. Here, let's try it. She handed me the pudding bowl and chocolate bowl. Don't you want to try one of the chocolates? Uh, no. What are these for, I asked, staring down at the bowl filled with chocolate pudding. It's for losers, Aunt Mother told me. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. And we're back. Wasn't that a lovely time? Could you tell the difference between that and the parts we read out? Wasn't that story actually better, better. than actual Robot Stein story? <laughs> like, I I would quite happily never read a Robot Stein book again and just have Aaron read those stories to me instead. Because he's got a really sexy voice. Stop it. All Kiwis sound amazing. That's and When true. they say six, they sound like they're saying sex. And that's sexy. That's sexy. I do love Kiwi accents. They're the best. Do we have another one of those coming up at some point? We can. Oh, yeah? We another can one? do. Because we've one. got another Robot Stein book in this series, so maybe we could put the other one <gasps> in the other Robot Stein episode. So see if you can spot the difference. If you can put up with us talking about <laughs> Robot Stein, you will get a treat at the end of it. Yep. Yeah. Nice. What will we doing next, uh, next time, though? Next time. Next time we've got a more modern point horror, <laughs> which is part of the attempted, I'm going to guess, failed reboot um in the year 2003 i was so annoyed at how long this was it this was an unnecessarily long book i was very irritated by it yeah um not to give away what we think about it (laughs) it's called demon and it's by samantha lee so if you're doing read along with teenage scream uh that's what we're doing next week yes until then you can join the conversation um on what's that thing called twitter (laughs) the The (laughs) youtube on the twits um on the, is, it, is it on the YouTube? 
on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. Um, and you know that you can support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash Teenage Screen Podcast and giving us like $5 every month um, to help us keep going. And Which is less than the price of some ice cream and a glass of milk. Yeah, or a, a latte that's 100% <laughs> milk and a flat white that is 10% milk. Mm-hmm, you exactly. can have either of those. You can have both of us mm-hmm. instead of... I mean, that's too much, you know, British redhead though, isn't it? You should, they can't have that. I don't know if people need two... British redheads in their lives, probably one. You can replace me with a glass of milk. <laughs> It'll probably be more interesting and funny. You can replace me with Rosie. Okay, fine enough. Mm-hmm. So it'll just be Rosie in a glass of milk. Anyway. Who doesn't want that? Tune in next week for <laughs> Rosie Bennett Logan and a glass of milk discussing one of the worst books I've ever read. Nice. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs>